everyone, welcome back to Let's Talk Physical Media. My name is John. Faith will be joining me for the this or that section and the Q&A portion of this show. But for the news portion of the show, you just got me. And we got some big news to cover, so let's just dive right into it. Frank Rodriguez sent this in and he wrote, Something to talk about, big time. According to the Digital Bits, Best Buy is exiting the physical media business for good in 2024. This is for online and in-store. So yeah, Frank isn't lying. This is a huge deal and it's very disappointing for the physical media collectors out there. Now, I have kind of been off the boat on Best Buy for about a year now, but I still get all my pre-orders through them, mainly because they deliver them about one or two days early. And because I don't get review copies of anything and I buy it all myself, to get it as early as possible really does help to benefit the channel. So this is very disappointing because when I pre-order through Amazon and even many of the sites directly, except for Shop Factory, they usually would deliver their stuff about a week early, but it also costs more through them. So it's a real catch-22 there, unfortunately. But Best Buy has kind of been doing some scummy, shady things over the last year anyway, getting rid of their rewards program. So if you were an Elite or Elite Plus member, you used to bring up points way faster than everyone you used to get your delivery fees waived and they got rid of all that last year and it was pretty scummy they would even charge more for new releases to make up for that so they have kind of been half in half out on the physical media market as it is if you've been in a best buy over the last one to two years you've been there you've seen that the shelves are pretty much empty at this point there's not much on there you know, maybe you get an aisle or two. There's one Best Buy near me that's just an end cap, and that's really it. And it's just new releases. There's nothing you can really go in there and grab. But their online store has been pretty good for the last two years, at least. You know, you can get all the boutique label stuff there and pre-order it. And usually that stuff will still come a day or two early. So they online store I was hoping would stay open but unfortunately they're shutting everything down and now I know people are going to be saying like this is another signal that physical media is dying no I just think this is the direction that physical media will be going unfortunately for a lot of people many people the regular viewer the regular consumer out there they just like the stream they don't care about how good a film looks but a film fan a true and blue film fan does care about seeing a film in the highest quality possible and they're probably keeping the physical media market alive, especially the 4K Blu-ray media market alive. But this is where we have to start supporting the boutique labels. Labels like Arrow Video, Screen Factory, Criterion, to show that we still want this. Now, unfortunately, I do expect that the prices will probably go up in the next year as well, just because distribution is probably going to cost a little bit more for them, especially if like more people are going to be buying directly from them or by other sites. Like I like to use Diabolic DVD. I've brought it up here in the past. Frank Rodriguez has sent that question. He's the one to turn me on to them, and they do great work there. Not high shipping fees, not high taxes. You can get imports. So, if you have a 4K player, 4K Blu rays are always region free for the most part. It's very rare, but sometimes it does happen that they will region lock it. But for the most part, it's region free, and you can buy whatever you want from there. It'll get to you. If you import it, it might take a little bit longer, but new releases usually show up on time. So, I'll probably be switching the Diabolic DVD or continuing to buy from Amazon. But Amazon, the thing with them is if you pre-order from them, there's no, they say it'll show up on Tuesday, the date it comes out. But for the most part, it usually will show up like Wednesday or Thursday. I'm not too sure why. They seem to have like an issue with boutique labels, especially with Kino Lorber. So it's very disappointing that you kind of have to turn to them. Even though Amazon is great for sales, like this past week they had their like prime day two thing going on or whatever the hell it was. And they had some good sales, but the sales have not blown me away this year. There was some stuff in there. But I feel like now, unfortunately, with the high cost of inflation and everything like that, it's starting to hit the physical media market as well. So the sales aren't as good as they were about a year ago, and especially two years ago. And we've seen the prices increase as far as new releases. You know, we're seeing movies come out now, new releases like Fast X or even last year like Tar being over 30 bucks. It's really hard to swallow that pill, especially, you know, we're all on tight budgets out here, and it's really hard for us to buy every single thing that we want. And plus, you never know what's going to be coming out around the corner, and you want to save money for that. If one of your favorite films, like if The Terminator got announced for 4K, that's where my money wants to go, is to that coming out. But I do want to see other films that I haven't seen, so now I feel like we all have to get a little bit more picky, and now we've just lost a store that we buy all of our movies from for a lot of us. I still like to pre-order from Best Buy, so this is definitely going to hurt me. I'm going to have to make some changes, and I just worry that people are going to look at this as physical media is dying and that is not the case we just have to choose different stores to buy from i don't 
think physical media will ever die. There's always going to be an audience out there who want to see their movies physically and in the highest quality. Just look at what's happening with vinyl. Vinyl has pretty much shifted their entire market. They really rejuvenated their market. They charge about 50 bucks for a really nice album, but they're really catering to the collector out there, and that's always what it's going to be. Now, I don't collect music anymore. I am a subscriber to Apple Music, so even though I collect movies physically and I'm a full supporter of the physical market, with that, when it comes to music, I am full-blown digital. I'm a little bit ashamed to say it, but on the other hand, it is very convenient. I'm not a music head like a lot of people out there are, like Faith is. That's just not my thing. I, re I really just listen to like music scores and podcasts, so I'm not really dabbling too much, and if I do go into music, it's usually very poppy. I do have my bands that I like, but for the most part, I'm just, you know, putting out a playlist of like the hit songs of like 1998 or something. I don't really feel the need to dive into the physical market for music. I miss it. I used to collect CDs, but once my CDs got stolen out of my car, I kind of just left that behind. So now it's really just collecting movies physically, and as far as doing that, I know that it's still a hard sell to a lot of people, but just look what happens when you buy movies digitally. I've seen people complain this week that stuff was pulled from them, and they can do that. You don't really own the rights when you own a movie on digital. You own a movie physically, that's your movie. They can't take that away from you, unless they repossess it somehow, but they can't take that away from you. On digital, though, they can do whatever the hell they want to it, because you don't actually own that movie digitally. You're essentially renting the rights to it and they can just pull it and that's really unfortunate and it's scary and I really don't like that that's why I prefer to own all my movies physically and there's just something about it and I feel like now people are going to get on board that train that physical media is dying that train that's always in the station and that people are just begging to leave just because they want that controversy of hey look we've been telling you for years that physical media is dying I don't think physical media will ever die I'm not fucking leaving <laughs> There's people out there like myself, mid-level media, Jeff at Films at Home, the original Fuzz, Stuart George's home movies, and the impressive Tony out there, all supporting the physical market to let you guys all know, and plenty of other great channels that I didn't just say, all out there supporting the physical market. Make sure you subscribe to the digital bits. They do great work at showing you what movies are coming to 4K Blu-ray. You just gotta buy it from somewhere else. So Best Buy Dying, does it suck? Absolutely it sucks. But unfortunately, we kind of knew this was coming. This isn't a shock. This isn't a surprise. Uh, I was just a little caught off guard by it. I didn't expect it to be so soon. I thought maybe it would be in 2025, if I'm being honest. But it's 2024. They said it could be as early as the first quarter of 2021. So it is very unfortunate. But that's just the way it goes. It's the way the cookie crumbles. But it's not all doom and gloom. We're still going to be getting all 4K Blu-rays. Just make sure you're supporting those boutique labels. Make sure you support the studios when they do put out something that's there for the collector, like Hulu and Disney putting out Prey on 4K Blu-ray. If we don't buy that, Disney won't ever listen to us. Disney only looks at one thing and one thing only, and that's how much money they're making off of something. If they can't make money, they're not putting it out. That's just the kind of company they are, and that's how most corporations work on this planet is. It's all about the bottom line. It's not about the art. And that's the real unfortunate thing about this planet and what we've set our systems up to be is that money is the ruler of everything. It is the center of all evil, and that's unfortunate, but that's just the way the world is set up, and unless we can change that, which I don't see any which way we can, that's just the way it's gonna be, so we have to show our support for stuff with our wallet, which is very hard to do. I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you guys. It's very hard to spend money on something when you don't got it, but if we don't spend the money on that, unfortunately, then they won't make it, and then we're just asking for more, and this is kind of why physical media isn't the way it is. Best Buy, unfortunately, their business model isn't set up for physical media. They're not seeing enough of a profit from it. Best Buy, in general, I feel like hasn't seen enough of a profit, whether it is even in physical media, video games, TVs, or anything like that. It just kind of feels like a dying brand that I... Don't expect to be around in the next 10 years, unfortunately. That's just my best guess. Everything is just shifted to online only. Not many people even go to the store that much, even to go food shopping, which is absolutely wild to me. It's just the world is set up very different than it was 20 years ago. I personally was one of those people, just like a lot of you, like to go into a Blockbuster or Best Buy and just browse and just look at movies. And I found so many great movies that way, pulling it off a shelf, looking at the box art and going, wow, this looks pretty good. I'll give it a try. Was it always good? No, but I gave it a try and I found so many movies that I ended up loving that way. It's just not the same going through the carousel on Netflix or Hulu or Disney+. Plus. You know, the thumbnails just don't grab you like that box art does. And it's really unfortunate, but that's the way it goes and that's the way it's gonna be. But let's move off the negativity and let's talk about some 4K Blu-rays that did get announced this week. And the big one is from Umbrella. Now, this is a UK company, I believe. It's not a US because the US has the rights to this movie through Disney, if you can believe it. Superman? 
Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers that came out 30 years ago, the one that stars John Leguizamo, Bob Hoskins, and Dennis Hopper all coked up and having a great time and chewing scenery. That movie that is so hated now, but yet is so loved because it's just so crazy and bad that people do want to go back and watch it and have been asking for a physical release. It's even really hard to watch this movie streaming-wise now, so we're getting a physical release from Umbrella. A beautiful package, by the way, and like I said about Diabolic DVD, I'm sure that you'll be able to pre-order it through them. If not, pre-order it through Umbrella, get it imported. If you're a fan of this movie, we're getting it on 4K Blu-ray, and that's really the biggest announcement this week, and that's just to prove to you guys, hey, physical media isn't dying. This is coming out in January. A lot of us are really excited about this. I'm going to grab this one. It's a little bit expensive right now. I was hoping that there's more of like a downgraded version that would be like 40 bucks or 30 bucks. but the, right now this version is $100. A little too hard for me to swing at the moment but I'm hoping that there's like a cut-down version of this that's not just a collector's edition that I can grab. But if not, maybe I'll still grab this one. And we also got confirmed that Peeping Tom is coming to 4K Blu-ray in January. And another big thing that got announced is The Dial of Destiny, the fifth Indiana Jones film, which I reviewed here on the channel. I gave a 7.5 out of 10. I thought it was pretty good. Not as bad as a lot of people made it seem, but it's also not great. It's still one of the worst in the franchise, but it's no harm, no foul. Just some harmless fun. That is coming to 4K Blu-ray on December 5th with a Best Buy exclusive steelbook, a Walmart exclusive steelbook, and of course, you could just buy the regular 4K version. I will not be grabbing this on day one. I'm in no rush to rewatch this movie. Maybe I'll get it next summer when I do my usual Indiana Jones playthrough. But for now, that's all that's coming out that got announced this week. No boutique labels announced their 4K Blu-rays or anything like that. But the big news was Best Buy, so that's what we covered here today. And I want to hear your thoughts. What do you guys feel about Best Buy dropping physical media in 2024? Are you hurt by this? Does this have no effect on you? Let me know in the comments section below. And now it's time, guys, to bring in Faith, and let's do this or that. All right, Faith's here. I'm she wasn't, here, she wasn't in the <laughs> She wasn't in the first part. She's going to probably skip the news section for now on, because she doesn't really pay attention to the physical media news. And I want to go into a little bit more detail than what she yeah, cares about. Yeah, I don't about. give a shit. Yeah, she doesn't give a shit. She cares about movies, but she doesn't care about actual fucking, um, you know, physical. physical media stuff. Even though the show's called Let's Talk Physical Media. <laughs> I, I didn't choose that. You didn't. You weren't on the show, though. <laughs> so. But it's too late to change the name. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't choose it. So, uh, all right. All right, we're going to dive into this or that, which is the uh, portion of the show that Faith really uh, spearheaded. So, what are we doing this week? All right, so because it's October and honor of spooky season, we're going to do some horror movie Ooh. edition. Yeah. So, what do we got? So, the first one is The Ring versus Poltergeist. Why would you do that to me? Because I want to make it hard this week. I love both those movies. I know. I want to make it hard for you. Two, the, two or three of those, those are two of my top three favorite horror movies ever. Yeah. One has to go. One has to go. I, I Honestly, I'd have to, it's got to be The Ring, just because I'm going to keep Poltergeist and I'm getting rid of The Ring. All right. Poltergeist, I have a lot of nostalgia for. I mean, it's one of the first horror movies I ever saw. I saw it way too young at like six or seven years old. Scared the hell out of me. And it's got that Spielberg tone. It's directed by Toby Hooper. I just absolutely love that movie. Mm. You moved the graves, but you <laughs> didn't take the bodies. You didn't take the bodies. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. What would you do? Um, I'm keeping the ring. You're keeping the ring? Yeah, because I like the ring better than Poltergeist. I'm not a big Poltergeist. My sister loves it, but I'm not a big Poltergeist person. Wow, we're doing a Poltergeist review. Me and David here on the channel. Okay, well, you guys are fun. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we have Nightmare on Elm Street mm -hmm. slash Scream. One has to stay. Oh, my God. If you would have asked me this five years ago... I would have said no question about it. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Okay. But now I've watched Scream so many times over the last like few years, just because you know we've had them. And you realize how good it is. Scream is the best. It's a masterpiece. Yeah. Scream. Has it's a masterclass yeah. in in horror. It's a masterclass. Uh, which, but you know what? That movie doesn't exist without a Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, you know, same same director and everything. So it's like he takes what he loves and he put in Scream. So he. What he did was say, okay, this is what, now that we developed all these, all these things that we have, now I can take it and put it into this movie and make a masterpiece. And he did. He made, honestly. Because, like, when you think of Nightmare on Elm Street, there's certain scenes you're like, oh, this looks awful. Like, I'm not scared of this at all. 
I mean, the, like, original, <laughs> the original Nightmare is almost the perfect horror movie. And it's a perfect horror movie, but it's the, like, when you watch it now, <sighs> it kind of loses it for me. I used to be terrified of, of Nightmare on Elm Street when I was a little kid. I probably watched it way too early because I remember having dreams, like I told you prior, of me playing double judge or jump rope. And every like we're singing a song one two phrase come and like I was at my grandma's house. I remember being in the backyard and like I had dreams about that. So I was really scared. But when you watch it as an adult, like when the blood comes out of the bed and things like that, and then like the illogical thinking of the parents and like. I mean, that was the eighties though. I also, that's what I'm saying. I'm like. So well, and also takes, the parents were hiding something. So he took. He took innocence of the 80s kind of and put into the 90s where we weren't really that innocent anymore. no we were desensitized by yes. the 90s especially since it came out in 84 and scream was 12 years later mm -hmm. now he did try this before with a new nightmare and then that's kind of like the prologue almost or the prequel to scream a new nightmare yeah i didn't really like that one no i like and i don't like a new nightmare that much either but i do like the premise of it i like the idea of it and I, again i don't think we get uh, scream without getting a new nightmare. Okay. So Scream, uh, yeah, Scream is, and of course we're kids of the '90s, so we grew up with this movie. Mm -hmm. I saw Scream too early we to get, get the references. We might get a lot of backlash, but you know we're we're definitely '90s. We got to speak kids. our truth. We're definitely <laughs> '90s kids, so yeah. that's you know. You know, if you were a kid of the '90s, you loved it. I mean, I still just love the Scream franchise. It's. I was talking to Dennis, who you guys have seen on the channel recently, and you know he agrees it's probably the best horror franchise just mm -hmm. because of consistency. It mm -hmm. never really misses. Like, it never is bad. And I think we just want to see Ghostface. It could be a bad movie because there's been some not so great. Yeah, but like, I agree. There's but we still can go back and watch it. Like, I can watch any Scream. Yeah, me too. Even, like, I think Scream 2 is the worst, but I could still watch Scream. I still watch Scream 2 like, every you year. you know I'm a big Final Destination person, right? But... But not every single one's good. After three, I'm like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, it's usually the first three. But you know, you're not there for the story. You're there for you want to see what they do. It's like the it's like the middle. Uh, but I but I I don't agree with that because the last one, the New York one, I, that's probably one of my least favorite. Scream six. Yeah. Um, I only, agree. Only because it, it kind of it followed the same tropes. No one died. There was no big... Uh, my, that's my problem with Scream 6. Scream 6 is good, has good set pieces, but they literally forced everyone to live by the end, mm -hmm. which is a spoiler, but just because you know that there's a third movie in this trilogy, mm -hmm. so it's like we have to have our core four together, but it's like, that person just got stabbed the shit out of him. And he's still alive. And he's not only just alive, he's like, ah, oh, I'm a little banged up. It's like... I was sure you were dead. <laughs> <laughs> but you also got to remember, and you. But I think what they did with that too is um, from the fourth one. What's her? Uh, uh, Hayden uh, Panettiere, I think her name is. Uh, she got stabbed. She's Kirby, right? Kirby. Yeah. She got stabbed a lot. We thought she was dead, and, and they she wasn't. Her. She. They brought her back. I love that they brought her back in six because I've said so this. So I think maybe they they were like, we're gonna take some of this, yeah. and we're gonna. You know, I'll give it to you in this one. Um, I also, but I did like the story in the beginning where it went totally different from what we expected. Mm-hmm, I agree. Like, they show you people in Ghostface mask and within the first... Well, that's what I think makes the Scream franchise stand out, is, like, we don't need a... You could change who the villain is, mm -hmm. because Ghostface is just a Halloween costume. Mm -hmm. You know, you get the knife in there and the black boots. But like, it does have to have some connection to the yeah, original. To, to, yes, it does, but, like, we don't have to, like, make up a story as to why Freddy Krueger or Jason, who we saw die for the millionth time in the last film, how'd he come back again? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you know... Oh, yeah, this guy was, like, warm food. Yeah, like, Exactly. He was like, you remember we were watching it the other day, and you're like, oh, he looks great. Yeah. He had his bones showing. <laughs> he was just oh, all and bones. And a new night. Oh, yeah. no, and the new blood, Jason. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, his back is like, show. I'm like, yeah, no, I mean, we got to logically have him come back, <laughs> even though a speedboat just destroyed him in the last movie. But that's all right. Get him up. He's fine. <laughs> all right. So the next one is The Conjuring. And Hereditary. I think I know where you're going to go with this. Unfortunately, just because I'm sticking to my guns, that Hereditary is not one of the best horror films to come out over the last 10 years, but just one of the best films in general to come out over the 10 years, directed by Ari Aster. That movie 
is a masterpiece. Should have won Tony Collette an Academy Award. She didn't even oh, get nominated. Oh, you're my words? The math, my masterpiece word? I'm using math. Well, I think Hereditary is a masterpiece. It's a 10 out of 10 film. I well, know, I didn't say masterpiece. I said masterclass. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, you'd use masterclass. But I know you don't really like the end of that movie. No. I but, think that killed it for me. I think the ending... I don't want to give... Like, I don't want to do... We're doing a bunch of spoilers. But the ending killed it for me. It could have went totally different ways, you know, but... You know, after watching Rosemary's Baby the other day, I was like, wow, Ari Aster really took a lot from Rosemary's mm. Baby with this movie. Mm. But, but And then the other one that he did. Um, Midsommar. Midsommar. I, I'm sitting there and I'm watching it. I'm like, what is going on here? Now, if you saw other movies like, um, what's that movie called? Oh, The Wicker Man. Like, you would know where he was taking inspiration for that movie, but he was going for a lot of shock in that. Like, when the guy jumps off and, you know, destroys his body and he's dead there on the freaking the cliff thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the theater, I, again, not as shocking as seeing somebody lose their head in Hereditary, but still. Yeah, very that, that, that thing was just like. No, ev the, everybody in the theater was, like, was shocked. Shocked. And they, like, I don't know how you come up with that. You got to have a real dark mind. And, yeah. Like, honestly, killing like, me. Like, okay, we're going to get rid of her. What is the craziest thing that we can do? That we haven't done before. And mm -hmm. having a young child lose her head mm -hmm. is pretty damn crazy. So would you pick The Conjuring or Hereditary? Conjuring. Definitely pick The Conjuring. Conjuring is very scary. I remember it has a lot of atmosphere. Great sound mix. If we're, if we're talking horror, I think that brought... The Conjuring um, movies brought, like, a new perspective... Other than, like, what we had with, like, um, Poltergeist or, like, um, The Exorcist, we've never seen anything like this before. And then having that possible true story element to mm -hmm. it, like, with the Warrens. Well, we know that they were money grabbers. Like, we know. If we do, do we research... Know, though, like, no, 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 no. I if never we, did research, If so you I do research, know. like, if you, especially true... Like true crime podcasts. Like I know the Amityville. Uh, like we live in Amityville. Like we don't live in Amityville, but we live on Long Island. The Amityville horror happened here. Like it's like thirty minutes away. Yeah, it's very close. We can go to the house right now. But from living on Long Island, nobody on Long Island really believes that that stuff happened in that house. And I heard Sean Fantasy of The Ringer bring this up, and I absolutely agree. He's like, I think they just bought a lemon. And they had a great excuse to say that mm. the house was haunted. Because mm. <laughs> everybody who moved in after that nothing. first, nothing happened. Never again. Unless they took the ghost with them. And the energy can go. If you believe you in don't ghosts. Know. But, like, I am a big, like, I always talk about it. I'm a big true crime uh, podcast listener. And I actually listen to multiple stories of um, about the movie uh, The Devil Made Me Do It. Which is the third Conjuring movie. And... They were grasping for straws. Like, grasping for straws. Like, you murdered that man. Just admit you murdered the man. And, come on. The devil yeah. did not... Talk. But... It's like that excuse of sitting there waiting defense, for them, though. <laughs> his bro... I think it was his brother. His brother did have these things. Did have exorcists performed on him. Did have all these things performed on him. So, you never know. Like, that excuse is like, well, you know, we could say that devil made me do it you know yeah well i mean hey the insanity defense so, it's there sitting there for you so i might as well do it yeah so yeah i would say the con the conjuring because it brought it brought new perspective into i mean got, final destination kind of also brought in the death aspects and uh different entities involved that's why it's scary to me yeah, I get that. It's an unseen villain. It's, and it's, it's unseen, death. You it's can't death. escape death. You can't escape him. And it's a great concept. That con After the third one, I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. But you know, I think first, that started second, out as an X Files film. Really? Yeah. The the first one. Oh my god. Oh my god. And the fact that it's so funny. I don't know if you watched it in a, in a while, because I recently the third watched one? them all of them. I've only watched one, two, and three with because you're obsessed with them. We watched those literally within this year, and yet you just watched them. Again. Yeah, because I, I it's horror time, and I love those movies. You do love those movies, but what I realized is that they're from Long Island, and oh yeah, well, like where we're from on Long Island. Well, the original they went to Stony Brook Hospital. Well, you know what the original one's based on, right? Yeah, I know what it's based on TSA. But I'm just saying they T went to Stony Brook Hospital. Like Long Island is huge. If you don't know anything about Long Island. It's about maybe three and a half hours from start to finish, right? Mm, two and a half. Two and a half. From Nassau all the way Nassau. to Montauk? 
Yeah. It would take us two hours from here to get to Montauk. No, it wouldn't. Yes, it would. Ow. All right. Well, that's off topic. But okay. um, they they went to Stony Brook. So that's like where we go to the movies. Yeah. So, which is so funny to me. It's literally 15 minutes away. Well, the plane and crash that it's based on happened houses, And they're all upper like class mm. people or middle, up, middle to upper class. And that is what we have here. Yes. So to me, and you're watching it, it's like, wow, this is so Long Island. I can't believe, like, it, I relate to it, I think, more now that I realize, like, how it, like, how Long Island it is. Yeah, which is funny. And actually, speaking of which, we saw the Always and Sunny in Philadelphia live Always and pod- Sunny? Always Sunny in Philadelphia <laughs> podcast last night. And we were leaving, and, you know, we were in the city. The city is an hour away from us. Uh, I love and, it. And, yeah, we were think we're, we're kicking around the idea of moving to the city just because it might be best for the channel. But, um... We're walking around the city, and then, you know, you go to Penn Station. It's one of the most famous train stations. Uh, you take the train back from there to Long Island. Uh, so everyone's waiting for the train to get announced. <laughs> and Faith walks up, and she's like, because we've just been in the city, and the city is like a hosh posh. It's a real, like... The uh, multicultural. Multicultural. Yeah. Everybody, everything you can think of lives in the city. Every single type of person, everything. It's very much like a like a, a cosmic gumbo, almost. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you get to Long Island. Everyone from Long Island's waiting to get on this train, and you're like, you walk up, and you're like, holy shit. There's all the Long Islanders. Because <laughs> <laughs> they look like Long well, Islanders. Yeah, we have a distinct look, we apparently. Ha- we have a distinct talk. We have a distinct look. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> and people know we're not from New York City. No, we're from Like, now. we're walking around. We kind of know where we're going, yeah. in a way. And people are, you know, those people that hand out the signs in New York City to yeah. get you to go to Empire State Building? They're, they're handing it to us, and we're like, well, we're New Yorkers. We're, we're from New York. We're Adam. from New York. We might not be from here, but we're from New York. And yeah. so it's just so funny. Yeah, it's just such. And I'm sure that you guys have this experiences where you guys live. Like, you're probably like, if say you're from Chicago, or we know that David's from Ireland, and David's like, we'll tell you the like, different parts so of like Ireland. Like, if he goes to Dublin or yeah, something, yeah. The different accents. So everything. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, you can't just put us all in one big group. Hey, you're New York, you're in New York. Like, we have upstate, we have Manhattan, we have the island. You know, everybody, wherever they live live like just you always, even the boroughs are different it's Staten just, Island is yeah. completely different from Brooklyn right? yeah it's just crazy how much of it a bubble we all live in yet we're all connected thanks to the world of social media mm-hmm. and movies like that yeah but before we get into the Q&A portion we just want to make a quick announcement we are going to be turning on uh, channel membership soon now we haven't gone in yet like it might be done already by the time this video comes out but we're working on like how that's all going to work out you'll see like an announcement on the channel about it mm-hmm. but once that gets turned on you do not have to do it. There will be nothing really changing on the channel at all. It's just to support the channel. We'll have some exclusive stuff for those people. But if you are subscribed to the channel, this is not a push to you to you know do that. We would appreciate it. We would support. We would appreciate all the support we mm-hmm. can get just to keep this channel going for as long because it does cost us more money than we take in for sure. It's not Definitely. even. Cl- it's not even close. Yeah. Like this month, this channel pretty much just costs money to run. So if we could have a little bit of support, we would really be appreciated. But this is absolutely not something you have to do we are not going to push for it you know if you want to support the channel we appreciate it but you do not have to support yeah the once channel. once i feel like we feel that um we it's deserving of a patreon right now i feel like we're well, not there yet um, it, well this is like youtube's version of a Patreon. yeah but i don't feel like we're there just yet for a patreon i would like to be like four thousand yeah four or five or more to get to get to patreon but this will give you a little bit of a preview of what we would do um and when he puts out the announcement um we would like to see your suggestions on what you, what exclusive you know stuff, like stuff I, that you would want like i have ideas do. like obviously one big one would be like uh, a monthly like uh if you're if you in the channel membership we know we'll do a monthly watch along with the people who pay for that um i was thinking of doing like a series where i review like an episode of like a long-running show whether it be like the x-files or batman Mm -hmm. the animated series that has a ton of episodes where every week we could put out a new show we can do giveaways giveaways exclusive to that yeah so we're kicking around a plenty of ideas so kevin l has actually given us a lot of ideas already um so 
that that's uh, going to be helpful. But once we get the official announcement, you'll see it posted on the YouTube page, Facebook, Instagram, X, the whole shebang, you know. So don't worry about it. Uh, well, but you know, I just want to make sure people know because I know a lot of people like when they see people start asking for money, they get turned off by it. But this is really hard to do, especially without sponsorship and review we, copies yes, of anything. Yes, we do not have one sponsor. No, we don't have that review copies. Now, everything that you see on this channel is paid for out of pocket by us, and, and we are not rich. And, <laughs> and it's not even about the the money. No, we don't need it's money for more, our regular lives just to keep the channel. It's going. more about your time, John. Mm. Like I think that. It's, you should be telling people, you're a one-man show. Every video that you guys see, every video that he puts out, he has filmed it, he has edited it, he has spent his time every single day since he started this channel. And I appreciate it, and I hope they appreciate it. I get a lot of people that's you how know, they appreciate it. So. It's very rare we get some rude people. Actually, there was a rude person who said something about Faith last week that upset her. Yeah, I don't give But a it's fuck. very rare. <laughs> yeah, it's very rare that we get people that chime in that are rude. For the most part, everybody who watches this channel is a good person, a nice person, a person that seems to really understand how this world works, and we really appreciate that. I think we have some of the best fans around, in my opinion. I think you do. I think I'm here just as a support, you know, one day a people week. People like you, And though. I would like to do more, but... Yeah. You have a lot already on your plate, and yeah. I feel like that needs to be put into uh, into this video to let people know how hard you work. You literally get up 7 o'clock almost every day. I go to work. You spend your, mor your whole morning until you have to go shower, eat for lunch, and go to work for your regular job. This is every single day, mm -hmm. and I don't think people know that. And then after that, you come home and you watch a movie for the next day. Yeah. And you prepare yourself with the extras, whatever you need to do. And I think your work needs to be, you I know, I know you do it for your love and passion. I love movies movie. and I love physical media. You know, so. and I know they appreciate you. They and do. And they let me know. So, so um, I have some of the but best I, But you don't ever, you don't ever... Let well, that knowledge be known, so I wanted to... Yeah, I appreciate you doing that. I, I don't know how many people realize how much work goes into it. It does get a little upsetting, and I see other people like Jeff and stuff like that who get a little discouraged when people like complain. It's like, you know, the amount of time it takes to go into making these videos... It's not easy, is it? No, it's not. It's about each video. Like, you might see, like, a 12-minute video and be like, oh, that didn't take long. You got to remember, I got to watch the movie. I got to watch the extras. I have to, com especially for a 4K review, I have to compare that on multiple players because I don't want to lie to you guys. You know, I'm not getting paid. He takes it very serious. Yeah. Like, a, my opinion is my opinion, but I, it's not, like, a half-assed opinion. Like, I go into that. I do. I check it on multiple TVs. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I run all the extras. Even if I don't watch them all, I run them to make sure there's no hiccups in there. Then make sure they just work. You know, that stuff, it takes a lot of time, mm -hmm. so. Yep. It is very hard. Luckily, I've gotten better and faster at, like, the editing process to move it along. Because if you guys saw the beginning videos, ugh, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, but even, <laughs> but even the, little, the little attention to details with your thumbnails, whatever you do, you, you do it well. And, you know, it's about time that you get, you start getting recognized. And like I said, I always say, if you have any ideas. Yeah, we love you your know, ideas, guys. That you guys would like us to do. Like I saw somebody say something about politics. We kind of stay away from that um, only because that just leads to, to arguments and fighting and other people's opinions. Because that's all politics are, is your opinion. Yeah, and unfortunately, you know? it's an opinion that is almost impossible to budge. So it's almost like you're just arguing with each other and it's just... You it just doesn't want, go anywhere. It doesn't go anywhere. You're, just, you're really just <laughs> venting about your feelings to somebody else who has different feelings and then you're just fighting. And it's just like, we don't want to have people fighting. We kind of, we originally, when I, me and Matt started, we wanted to bring people together for stuff that we love. We do definitely don't want people fighting. <laughs> this is mm. not that place. You can go watch the news and fight with all those people, but no, this is supposed to be a safe place. Get your mind off the world for a little while mm -hmm. and just uh, enjoy movies and stuff like that. Stuff that really, you know what, is a good escape. And it's my personal favorite escape is mm -hmm. movies. That's why I think the movie, I say the movies are my church. I'm not a religious guy, but I like to go to the movies and I feel the most relaxed that I ever could feel when I turn my phone off for two hours and watch a great film. But, you know, enough about this, and let's dive into the Q&A portion, because we got a lot of questions, and just like every week, guys, we're not going to be able to answer all of these questions, so some will carry over next week. This is a Kevin L. question, and he said, what are the, po what are the most popular movies you surprisingly haven't seen? 
Oh, there's a lot for me. Yeah, you probably have a bunch that you haven't seen. I was actually trying to think of like what movies that I haven't seen. Um, you know, like I haven't seen every Akira Kurosawa movie or every Ingrid Ber- Ing- Ingmar Bergman movie. Like, but that's like movies I feel like not everybody even would go out of their way to see. Like I'm looking at like some of your movies now. I probably haven't seen half of these. You know, it's a big one for me that I. St- we were going to see this in the theaters a few years ago. Uh, Gone with the Wind. That's probably the biggest. You big, never saw Gone with the that's Wind. That's probably the biggest one that I've never seen is Gone with the Wind. Yep. Wow. Yep. I would say that's probably the most popular movie. It came out the same year as The Wizard of Oz. You would know better than me. What do you think? Uh, I'm trying to think of what movies you haven't seen. Because you, you always say, "Have you seen this movie?" I'm like, "Nope." And it's like a popular movie. You like, you get shocked. Yeah, there's a lot of movies that I've said that about with you. Well, you never saw the Indiana Jones movies until yeah, you were no, just... Yep. Indiana Jones, never yep. saw that. Yep, you did. You watched The Last Crusade. Well, you watched half till you fell asleep. Uh, <laughs> That's usual. Yeah, but yeah, you never saw an Indiana Jones movie. Did you see Close Encounters of the Third Kind? No. No, that's another one. Yeah, so you haven't seen every... Like, I've seen every Steven Spielberg movie except... Did I see Sugarland Express? I can't remember. No, uh, yeah, but that's like one of his most popular movies. I've seen 1941, unfortunately. I'm trying to think if there's any real popular movie that I haven't seen. Um, you know, like all the popular movies. I, I, I'm i trying to fill up every Gone and Winner. That's, that's, that's the big one. That's a big one. Because I've even seen multiple times. Really? Multiple? Yeah. Is it good? I like I've it. heard it's I very mean, flawed. That's why I've never it gone. It is flawed because it it's dated. Yeah, but is it? it's well made. I just have never seen it. It's a good movie. Um, you know, I've been, since I started the channel, I've been trying to make a conscientious effort to make sure I see every movie yet. I'm trying to see, you can't see every movie ever, but every movie that's like, oh, like the AFI Top 100, the Sight and Sound Top 100, like I try and go out of my way to make sure I see all the movies that are like considered like important, then you know, you get the deep dives that people do. So I, I really think the only Gone with the Wind is probably one of the only popular movies that I haven't seen. Um, uh, I was really having a hard time with this because I've pretty much seen everything that most people would think that you should see. See, I'm different though, cause I'm I, I like the old timey of it all. You know, like one of my favorite shows is from I the 1950s. So, and then I loved, uh, I you know I dream of genie, the monster, like all that stuff. I I, I like the old timey of it all, but it mo- mainly shows Indiana Jones for me. Okay, yeah, and no, I guess I'll just go Gone with the Wind, cause I don't really have too many that I haven't seen. This is a question that actually you've done with me, and this is from Emmanuel Mojas, and he wrote, Hello, question. Have you ever been to a re-release of a film? Uh, we have been to a bunch of re-releases. Okay. But I, uh, every time we've gone, because of where we live, uh, it's usually just fandom event re-releases, so it's nothing too, too special. Which and- one? Uh, which one was the last one we saw? Uh, well, we went to Batman 89, yes, and I remember being very disappointed by that because... They it was put in it... a small theater. And it wasn't really that great. No, that was... And that's usually kind of how the re-releases go. Uh, been to a couple. Like, I've been to a Jurassic Park re-release because I never saw that in the movies, so I mm. was able to see that on a re-release. Uh, I just saw Stop Making Sense's new scan. I guess that technically counts as a re-release. But, like, when they do those, like, if you live in L.A., like, they do re-releases all the time, like, at the New Beverly. All the time where you could just go see an old movie on the big screen. Unfortunately, I've never been to L.A. to do that. And out here, it's nothing, like, too crazy. It's just usually a fandom event. And to be honest with you, I'm better off watching the 4K of it because I'll have better, I'll have a better quality like system than they actually put in the theaters. They don't ever put them in Dolby. Like I actually, that's not true. I saw the Matrix on a re-release a few years ago with the new 4K with the new 4K scan, and they put it in the Dolby theater. That was amazing. That, but it's very rare that they do that because mostly they put the new releases in the Dolby theater. Right. So, yeah, that's a good question. And here's, I wanted to ask you this question because uh, it's a music question and as a music fan, how would you rank the following artists in terms of vocal talent? And this is from Kevin Allen. He wrote, Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, Freddie Mercury, Adele, Prince, Elvis Presley, Beyonce, Celine Dion, and Aretha Franklin. Okay. I have to get, take your phone because I have to, Okay. So, so Whitney, number one, is going number one. I agree with that all time. Yes, number one. I agree. The greatest female vocal artist and probably the greatest musical voice talent ever. But then you got to go to number two, which is going to be the greatest male vocal artist of all time, Freddie Mercury. That's what you'd say. That's my number two. Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. Put Mariah Carey has an angel. Like her voice is so unique. 
Mariah has a voice. She does have a great vocal voice. Well, Mariah right. has a voice. I guess I'd put, I'd probably put Aretha Franklin before her though. Don't you think Aretha Franklin? She Aretha has a different voice. I would put her. I would put her three, definitely. Okay. Definitely three. All right. But she has a different voice. Celine Dion is number four for me. Celine Dion, I could actually put higher. You know what? Move her to three and then move Aretha to four. Yeah, same. And then move Mariah to five. Mm, no, I'm still keeping Mariah. So, so, so Mariah still hasn't made my list then, so you could put her at six. And then I'm going to do Prince. See, Prince is a great artist, but the vocals, like, I don't know if he's what? the best vocal artist. What? You don't have to wait. Yeah, Prince is one of my top... Like, how, what man can hit that note? I guess you're right. I mean, Prince is literally one of my top three artists of all time, so it's not like I'm knocking See, him maybe here. it's me because, like, rock voices are so different from, Well, like, that's why soul this is, or, Yeah, that's why this know. is hard. It's like, you, it's vocal talent. Like, if we're going overall talent, Prince is number one, mm. 100%. Prince is one of the most, Prince is the most talented musical artist of all time. Then, then I would pick, oof. You still got Beyonce, Elvis. Yeah, that's... Um, I would pick a, uh, Adele. I'm not a big Adele fan, but her vocal range is insane. Adele. Yeah. I would have to say Adele, Adele. Then Beyonce. Then Elvis. Yeah, Elvis would probably be the last. Like, as good as Elvis is. Oh, wait. I didn't even put Freddie Mercury. Uh, okay, so Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury is before Adele. Then Adele. Then Beyonce. Then it would be. Is that it? Yeah, then Elvis is dead Elf, last. Yeah, Elvis. Like, you can't put Elvis in that category. That's the thing. If with you're those vocalists. If you're going to compare Elvis, <laughs> like, as good as Elvis is, and I think Suspicious Mind is a masterpiece of a song, it's just that if you're going to compare it to the other artists, that's where it comes down to that it's difficult. But how would you guys rank these? I'm very curious about that. Freddie Mercury probably has one of the best rock voices ever. So, but Celine Dion, oh, God. She's up. she's a... She's a goat with her Celine voice. Dion, I absolutely love She Celine might Dion. even be number two. I, I don't know. If you're going to go by... Listen, I Whitney, Whitney is the best, but Celine Dion is one of my favorites. It's, if you're going straight vocals, you got it. It's I mean, my, it's all coming back to me now. It's a fucking masterpiece. Baby, baby, if I touch you like this... And if, if I touch you like this... <laughs> and I hold you... Sad song. It's a great yeah. music video. Jim Steinman <laughs> wrote it. Oh my god, I can go on. All right, and this one is from Frank Rodriguez, and he wrote, "Hey John, for the Red Nine Challenge, what are the nine movies that scared you growing up? So from a kid till now. Don't know if you were planning to do a video like I've seen some YouTube creators do, but I thought I'd ask. Uh, and he wrote, "That's it. Don't want to go overboard with the questions. Hope you and your lady are having a great week. Thanks, Frank. And we are. And we, we had a great night yeah. last night. Things are going pretty good at the current moment. So thanks, Frank. And this is a good question. Uh, so is there nine movies? So I think I've said this before. When I was growing up, only two movies in my whole life have ever scared me. I've had movies get under my skin, but absolutely petrified me. And that I even turned it off was The Ring. I, uh, once they were in like her little bedroom and they start peeling away the wallpaper, the first time I watched that movie, yeah, you had to turn had to turn that off. It fucking petrified the shit out of me. I was ten, so of course. And then Poltergeist. They said earlier in this video, Poltergeist uh, also petrified me. So actually, that's why those are two of my top three favorite horror films of all time because uh, I guess I don't have emotion because like I don't get scared very much. So like those movies are the only two movies that really have scared me. Although Phenomena, the Dario Argento movie with the bugs and stuff. That kind of gets on them. Always things with bugs, like arachnophobia. That scares me a little bit too. Mm. Any movies scare you when you were growing up? Nightmare on Elm Street. That was one. That was the one. Candyman. Candyman is my favorite, but Candyman never scared it me. It scared me. The bees scared me. Bees do scare me, but I was never actually and scared of that movie. It was like when he goes and like puts the bees in her mouth. Oh my! I was like. I'm like, Ooh. you know that Tony Todd made a deal for that movie that if you paid, uh, they, he got paid a thousand dollar for each bee sting. Really? That was in his contract. Wow. So he's like, I'll do it, but it's a thousand dollars for each bee sting. Wow. Because good got, for him. He got stung a lot and probably good made a him. lot of money on that. You know, this is before CGI bees, so those were real bees that were in his fucking mouth. If you could believe that, I couldn't do the job. Tony Todd. When, <laughs> yesterday, when we were at the, like, I know this is off topic, but when we were at the Sunny Show, uh, Caitlin, uh, Olson? Caitlin Olson told, said that she actually did the stunt where she actually landed her head on the car. I was like, wow. Yeah. 
She was like, nope, I'm doing it. Yeah, well, she did that was funny. And actually, they pointed out, and he's like, well, the stunt person wasn't hitting the car because it was a real car. And she <laughs> went in head first into the car. So everyone was like, oh, shit, is she dead? <laughs> yeah, and she dents the car. That's well, because you were speaking of, like, the stunts that yeah. he was doing. Well, I'm all, that's why I'm always fascinated with the behind-the-scenes stuff on movies because it's amazing how movies get made. Movie shows, what I, all yeah, of it. How it's so petrified. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and get that movie, which is... Got a, it is a petrifying movie. It just doesn't scare me. Uh, the Conjuring, actually, the first time I saw The Conjuring in theaters, that one did get to me. It gets under your skin a little bit. Mm. Um, I was never scared of The Exorcist. The first time I saw Rosemary's Baby, it kind of freaked me out because of the imagery. Mm. So I guess that's one. I'm trying to go back to when I was a kid and try and think of movies that's kind of, that, that did scare me. There just wasn't many that really got to me. Uh, the Changeling, that's one that actually scares me. That's one's a little bit... You know... Um... What movie? Because I don't think it's it's not a horror movie at all, and it wasn't scary, but it always like I hated just the way the guy looked. Ghostbusters, the bald guy. He has the long hair. He's bald, but he has the long hair in the back. Oh yeah. Oh, he creeped me out. Really? Yeah, he creeped me out. That guy. Oh wow, Ghostbusters never scared me. I mean, it's a like it's comedy. not. It's yeah. not. It didn't scare me, but like he always creeped me out with the baby. Yeah, I guess. I, he- I did not like that as a kid. Obviously, uh, as an adult, it's like yeah. whatever. But I mean, I feel like when you're a kid, that imagery definitely can scare you. Like seeing things for the first time might get out of your skin. Like, yeah. I saw Hellraiser way too young. That was a little bit scary. He, that's what he's probably yeah. like leaning to. Like, there's yeah. stuff as a kid where you're like, that stays in your mind mm. and you remember as a kid. Like and you're the like, first, oh, horror, I was scared of that. The first horror movie I ever saw was A Nightmare on Elm Street, and it didn't scare me. Oh, see that? See, and it got to that a lot of people. Me, yeah. yeah, and that never got to, no. Like slash. even from like the ending of Nightmare on Elm Street when she he pulls her out of the window, <laughs> like the door. Like as a kid, I was actually more scared of Halloween too than I was the first Halloween, which is, which is strange. Mm. But I was never scared of the original Halloween. I know that Matt was saying that he's scared of the original one still. I don't know why. I, don't, I mean, it's just that he's an unstoppable force. Yeah, it's not scary to me. Yeah, I was never scared of Scream, which isn't really supposed to be scary. Yeah, Scream, Scream always is a ride the first viewing. After the first viewing, it's like, okay. Well, every movie, once you see it once, it's like... No, but there's some movies that scare the shit out of me. Still, huh? Kind of... Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I can't say. Like, uh, not many have ever got. Uh, the first time I saw Psycho, I guess, was a little bit scary because that's because I saw a lot of these movies at a way too young of age. That's really what the problem is. For me. Yeah, that both of us. Yeah, I have a sister who is obsessed with all things horror, mm-hmm. and so, she, but she was always scared of it as a kid. Like she. Oh my god, it was crazy. She used to be so scared. So it's like shocking to me that she because still I think she what likes it, it. I think that's part of the reason why I love horror too. Um, you want to get scared. You chase that feeling again. Yeah, you, but she loves gore. Yeah. She loves it all. Like she, she keeps trying to get me to watch The Terrifier. See, The Terrifier isn't scary. I don't it's just like overly abusive gore. with the gore. Well, yeah, you'd I be don't petrified. Like it's gore. all gore. <laughs> I don't yeah. like the gore. You know, I am more scared. It's of, all ball bearings nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more. I'm scared. I'm more scared of the actual like, like how you said like Psycho. Like you don't even see her getting like killed. No. But that's scary to me. I don't need to see the gore of it to be scared. Well, honestly, I think always uh, show don't tell. I've always been more scared of stuff that you don't see than actually than what you do see. That's yeah. always been the thing with me. Well, you got ice spice. Oh, I thought that said ice spice. No, it's just a <laughs> So, Frank, I hope we answered that question. I think we banged out nine films, but it was just kind of all over the place. We just kind of bullshit. But that was a great question, Frank. I really do appreciate that, buddy. Um, we're going to take one more question, and then that is going to be it. Okay, here's a good one, actually. What are your favorite movies to watch in the month of October that are not horror movies? So, are there any movies that are like Autumn that you don't watch, that you watch every October? You already know. You guess. I want you to guess. What's up? Clueless? What movie do you watch in autumn that's not horror related? Yes. There's movies. Well, I, I mean... Uh, Harry I'm, Potter. Oh, yeah. I always think of those as November for some reason. That's autumn. Well, I said October. I guess you, but you did start, didn't you? Well, the first one has a Halloween scene, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they all have, like, Christmas. They go through the season. Well, it's a school year. Yeah, the first, like, four movies a, were a school year. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. each year, and then but they kind of... every year them. around this time, I watch... Harry Potter. You know a movie I always get in the mood to watch in October, and I'm going to do a review on the channel, actually, this October? Uh, Philadelphia. 
Mm, okay. Feels like fall. Feels like the Northeast, right? Okay. Yeah. You know, when Harry Met Sally is another big one that I, you watch in the autumn. It feels very, even though it kind of has it has a New Year's scene. I could yeah. see Philadelphia definitely. Right. It feels mm -hmm. like the Northeast. I love that movie. Phil oh, love Philadelphia. It's one of my favorites ever. Actually, it's very sad. Sad. It's very sad. But yes, that feels like the Northeast in autumn. Oh, they capture it perfectly. So that's one that I absolutely have to watch every single autumn. Uh, what's another one that I watch in the fall every year? trying to think you know i mean i would say the evil deads but those are definitely horror movies mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> uh rushmore uh rushmore feels like autumn every time i watch it the big chill that's another one that feels very much like the fall it's anything like in the north where you get that dry leaves look the dead mm -hmm. leaves and it just feels like the, all the leaves fell off the trees and it feels crisp and cold all of that stuff i have to watch every single year but just too much it's it, well. It's, I, it's I, so there's so many movies that it's hard. It's I November's honestly, easy. Because like we no started spooky season in September. Mm -hmm. I don't think we're gonna finish. It might fucking end up having to go into. We might have to have a spooky season hangover in November a little bit. November for us is like. We don't really have much. I always get into, like, I watch the Academy Award films. Like, everything that's going to possibly get po uh, uh, nominated for an Oscar. Even though next week we're going to be seeing Killers of the Flower Moon. Look for a review on Saturday of that. Uh, definitely can't wait for that. But usually in November, that's when the studios are starting to get ready for, like, anything that can get po possibly nominated for an award. So November, before all the Christmas movies start, I like to just bang out as much of those possible movies. You know, make sure I try and see every movie that could possibly get nominated. Yeah. So I bang those out in November. Yeah, next year might just be real boring <laughs> why the films and the movies and the oh shows because of the strikes yeah, yeah it's gonna be a little bit it, rough you see it winding down now with the shows well the shows would be hit more would be hit quicker because they didn't have writers yeah. and like they they have a quick turnaround you're seeing that more now because movies we won't start seeing the ramifications of this until the next summer season yeah because like they're I mean, ready they're already completed Films are already in the can. You didn't need actors to, for the editing process. Mm -hmm. So that's not a big deal. You might want a writer for that, but, you know, I guess it's not a huge deal. But we won't start seeing the ramifications of this strike until we get to about, I would say, May of next year. Hey, and what's crazy to me is that, like, I know we're leaving, but um, side note, that, you know, the writers are going back to work. But the actors aren't. What good are the writers without the actors? Well, you can't work. Well, the writers can work on shows like nighttime TV, daytime TV, where like so they'll have work at least. Yeah, like where you don't need actors to act. But films and TV shows can't get made unless they're not scripted. You're gonna shows. get a lot of reality. Oh TV. my. God. We're gonna get like fifty more love is one. Yeah, because that's I, what the people have been asking for. And you know, I saw a meme this weekend. It's I about one of wait. your favorite shows ever, and I have to bring it up. Uh, the Voice been on for forty seasons and yet has not produced one famous person. No, it hasn't. So what does that tell you about? I that? don't. I, this <laughs> thing, it's a competition show, and it's like, what's the point? Anybody that goes on these shows, they're just trying to get seen. I guess, but no one sees but them. But no one's, yeah. It's because sad. you got Reba, you got freaking Blake Shelton. Well, I think he left. I don't know Blake what the hell's going on on that show. I just saw the Reba. They was all on it. the original people left. Yeah, and, and that's this. That was always your thing. I never got in. Yeah, I haven't watched in ten seasons. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I haven't watched in a long time. So. But I like Love Is Blind. I know is you blind. are a reality He's show coming fan. Coming back with the trash, you have the trash, and I love it. You are trash, so that makes sense. Yeah, trash TV, I love it. Oh, you know it's another fall movie? Kind of, uh, speaking of the city that we did, uh, The 25th Hour, directed by Spike Lee. Uh, reminds me of the city in the fall. Um, he, yeah. he knows how to set a movie, though. Oh, my God. Well, uh, early in his career, when he had Ernest Dickerson doing his uh, cinematography, like movies like Malcolm X and Do the Right Thing. Do the Right Thing looks like the hottest day Perfect. Ever. Two movies ever captured that in my entire hottest life. Hottest day ever. Rear Window and do the right thing it looks he and that was ernest dickerson they painted the buildings red you know everyone looks sweaty uh, ernest dickerson's one of my favorite cinematographers ever and then him and spike lee just made magic oh my god i can go on and on but anyway guys <laughs> i think we um so if we didn't answer your question this week kevin we missed a bunch of yours we'll get to the rest of those next week on next week's show so we always like to start it off with questions we didn't answer so we'll get to those next week thank you all so much for sending in your questions and comments and if you want to leave any for next week's show make sure you leave those in the comment section below and then while you guys are down there make sure you like this video subscribe to the channel and then just get out in those streets and tell your friends <laughs> about us we'll be seeing you around i was gonna kiss you